In this week's parsha, we have a pasuk of Yom Simchaschum of Mayadechem of Roshich Hotshechem. On the days of your Simchais, your Yamim Toivim, your Roshich Hadashim, Muskatim, Bechatsoitris, you blow trumpets, Aloy Lisechem for your carbon oilois, Vazivchesh Almechem for your carbon shlomim. Vahoyu Lachem Luzikarin, it will be for you as a remembrance, Lafnei Elekechem in front of Hashem. Ani Hashem Elekechem, I am Hashem, your Abishter. Rashi quotes the words Aloy Lisechem and explains the carbon Sibur Akos of Medaber, the pasuk is referring to a carbon Sibur. The Rebbe asks a number of questions. Number one, Rashi could have just said the words, but carbon sibur. He's referring to aloy loiseichem. He could have said it's referring to a carbon sibur. So we must say that Rashi actually means the carbon shlomim as well. He says the whole posik is referring to carbon sibur, even though Rashi doesn't say a vagoimer. The Rebbe says we also need to understand where is Rashi taking from that we're referring to a carbon sibur and not a carbon yachid. Now some of Farshim explain that what's forcing Rashi to say this is similar to what says in the Sifri and in the Gemara, that this is learned from a comparison to the carbon shlomim that says right next to it. Because in these places it's learned out that the carbon shlomim must be referring in this particular case to a carbon sibur, and therefore since the carbon oil says right next to it, it too is a carbon sibur. However, the Rebbe says we discussed a number of times that Rashi explains everything that's needed for understanding the Pasuk, the simple meaning of the Pasuk, even for Ben Chamesh Lemikra, Rashi is not relying on what it says in places like in Sifri and the Gemara. And then you should automatically just know it and understand it by yourself. If Rashi is referring to this comparison between the Oila and the Shlomim, Rashi should have either explained it, or at least said, could the Isa be Sifri? You know, check it up in the Sifri. Also says the Rebbe, we said before that Rashi says that the Pasuk is speaking about Carbon Sibur, meaning he's putting Euler and Shlomim together, and not they have to learn one from the other. The Rebbe then moves on to the next Rashi, and Rashi says over there, from here we learn out, because the Pasuk says, this is Shoifreis, Lezikaroin refers to Zechroinois, Zechroinois, so the Rebbe says we need to understand, and as we discussed a number of times, Rashi, who explains Peshutishol Mikra is not just coming to teach us halachas that are learned out of the Pasuk, and he only brings Drashis Razal when it's needed for understanding the simple meaning of the Pasuk. So therefore, in our case, the question is, what is lacking in our Pasuk, in the understanding of the Pasuk, that forces Rashi to bring these halachas that are learned out of the Pasuk, about Malchi, Zechreinus, and Shefras. Furthermore, the meaning of Uskatem Goimer, you'll blow Shoifer and you'll be remembered in front of Hashem, seems to be very simple and obvious. It's a command to blow trumpets, and through this you'll be remembered in front of Hashem, as this actually is discussed in the previous Psukim. And Rashi seemingly is explaining completely not in the simple sense. Uskatem refers to Shoifrois. Seemingly Rashi referring to the Psukim of Shaifrois, Vzikarin is a Chroinois, again seemingly referring to the Psukim of Zakroinois. Why isn't it just understood simply you'll blow Shaifer and you'll be remembered in front of Hashem? So to the way Rashi explains Ani Hashem Alekechem, which we which Rashi explains as Malchias, we have a problem over here as well. Because seemingly Rashi explained already in the end of Parsha's Vaira, that I'm sorry, in the beginning of Parsha's Vaira, when it says Ani Hashem. It means that Hashem is saying, I am trusted and faithful to pay good reward. And Rashi says over there that this is the way it's explained in many places. According to this, basically, we could have simply explained Ani Hashem in our Pasuk the same way. Ani Hashem faithful to pay reward. 
So why does Rashi have to explain it over here differently? And especially something se- seemingly that's not even according to Pshat, that it's referring to Psuke Malchius. In fact, Rashi himself says, Mikan lo magnu, from here we learn out, implying that this isn't the simple Pshat of the Pasuk. The Rebbe also asks that Rashi quotes from the words, Ani Hashem but he's also explaining Uskatim, as referring to Shoifres, and Zikarin as referring to Zechreinois. So why doesn't Rashi either quote these words from the Pasuk as well in, in his Dibra Maschil, or quote them in a separate Rashi earlier and explain what those words mean? Some more things the Rebbe says we need to understand in Rashi. Number one, why doesn't Rashi start off with Darshu Rabbi Seinu, or something like that, as Rashi usually does, when a Pasek isn't understood and cannot be understood simply, and we need to bring a drasha of Razal. Also says the Rebbe, Rashi, after bringing about Shoifres and Zechroinis, he says, Ani Hashem Alekechem zu Malchiyos V'chulu. What exactly is Rashi hinting with this V'chulu? And if Rashi is hinting to something, why doesn't Rashi explain exactly what it is? And finally, the Rebbe says, in Parshas Moir, there we also have, the Pasek says, Zichrein Teruah. Rashi says, this means psukim of zechroinos or psuk and psukim of shoifres. Here Rashi doesn't say psukim of zechroinos and shoifres. He just says zechroinos and shoifres. Why doesn't he mention that we're referring to the psukim? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this all by first understanding another point. As we discussed many times, Rashi and his Pirushala Torah will explain anything that's not clearly obvious from the psukim. According to this, we need to understand on the words of Yom Simchaschem, on the days of your rejoicing, which says in the beginning of the Pasuk, why doesn't Rashi tell us what kind of Simcha we're talking about? We definitely cannot be saying that it's referring to Yomim Toivim, because that says right afterwards in the Pasuk, and it says even with a Vav, in other words, there's one thing of Yom Simchaschem, and another thing of Yom Toivim. Now the Safri explains of Yom Simchaschem referring to Shabbos. However, if Rashi believes it's Shabbos, he should have said that clearly. And furthermore, it's difficult to say that Rashi says, thinks it's Shabbos based on his own shita and the way he explains Psukim. In other words, we don't find anywhere simply in the Psukim, and definitely not the way it's explained according to Rashi, that there's a mitzvah of Simcha and Shabbos, and therefore it should be called of Yom Simchaschem. And especially when it says right next to Vomoyadechem, next to Yom Toivim, Regarding which the Pasuk tells us clearly, so you're not going to have a day that the Torah definitely calls a day of Simcha and put next to it of Yom Simchaschem, and, and one should believe and understand automatically that it refers to Shabbos. In fact, the Rebbe says, even according to Halacha, it's not so simple that the concept of Simcha applies on Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, we also can say that Yom Simchaschem is referring to a person having his individual personal Simcha. And they're telling us that when he brings a carbon to Hashem for a simcha, he should blow, he should blow trumpets, etc. Because I said before, Rashi tells us already that these carbonis are carbonis tzibur. And since Rashi doesn't tell us anything about this, we must say that it's something so obvious and so understood that it doesn't even need an explanation. So the Rebbe says the explanation is as follows. In the previous Pasuk it said, you'll go to war. And you'll blow, and you'll blow with trumpets in front of Hashem, and you'll be remembered, and you'll be saved from your enemies. The next pasuk comes our pasuk of Yom Simchaschem on the days of your rejoicing with that vav that's connecting to the previous pasuk. In other words, it's a direct continuation from the previous pasuk. Says the Rebbe, if that's the case, it's understood obviously what Yom Simchaschem means. It's referring to the simcha that will be made when you will win the war, when you will be saved from your enemies. You need to thank and praise the Abishter for being saved. 
What's the Pasuk teaching us? That in addition to blowing with the trumpets during the war, which is the previous Pesukim, so when you're going to have, when you're going to be rejoicing for your victory, as well as, this happens also, but when you're rejoicing for your victory, you're going to be also blowing trumpets for your victory together with the Karbonos. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we understand simply why Yerleseichem has to be a carbon sibur. Because all of the things discussed in these psukim, the things discussed, and the days discussed, is all referring to communal things. Kisavayu, when you'll come into your land, and there'll be these wars, and you'll be saved from your enemies. And the Yom Tavim, of course, again, is referring to something tzibur. So therefore, when we say, since all these psukim are referring to things that are happening to all of Klal Yisrael, so we understand it's referring to a carbon sibur. And yes, as I said before, Hakosov, in fact, is referring to the carbon shlomim as well. The whole Pasuk is referring to an union of tzibur. Both the carbon oilois as well as the carbon shlomim. Says the Rebbe, based on this, that the Pasuk is coming in continuation to the previous Pasuk. In continuation to the say, being saved from the war and being victorious in the war, we can now also understand why Ani Hashem Alekechem cannot be explained as in the regular way that I will give you reward, I'll pay you reward, because the reward says clearly already in the previous pasuk. The pasuk is speaking about that you will be blow, blowing your trumpets and you will be saved from your enemies as a result of everything you're doing. You'll be saved from your enemies. So what's the next pasuk coming to say immediately afterwards? Then you'll blow trumpets and you'll be and you'll and you'll be paid reward. We know already that from blowing trumpets you paid the reward. You're blowing trumpets by the war, and you're going to be given a reward. And the Hashem then cannot be just simple reward. And therefore the Rashi explains that what it says, and the Hashem over here is coming to teach us a halacha. And that's why Rashi says, Mikan Lomadnu. In other words, yes, he's not coming to tell us a simple meaning of the words Ani Hashem Alekechem. Ani Hashem Alekechem does usually have its normal, regular, ordinary explanation. Hashem is giving us and paying us reward for everything. But rather, there's another thing we learn out from here, and that is the concept of, as Rashi goes on and says, Malchiois im zechroinois v'shoifrois. Shenehemar, as Rashi goes on to say, Uskatem is shoifrois, zechroinois What's Rashi telling us? Rashi is not coming to tell us. Rashi is not telling us that we're speaking over here that there needs to be the concept of saying the psukim of Malchi, Zechroinus, and Shoifers. Because I said before, that wouldn't even fit into what the Pasuk is speaking about. Rather, what Rashi is telling us is the following. That by the fact that the Pasuk is adding the words Ani Hashem Elekechem, even though I said, we already know from before that Hashem is going to pay reward. Why is there a need to repeat these words? It's teaching us the following. That whenever you have a concept of shoifris and zechreinos, then you should always be adding along with it, you should be combining with it, a certain concept of malchius. Meaning, that just like an hour posik, the posik said, you'll blow shoifar, so we have a concept of shoifris by blowing. The Pasuk said, you'll be remembered, so we have a certain concept of being remembered. We're being remembered in front of Hashem. And then the Pasuk says, which we said is Malchiois. So this teaches us that every single other time as well, whenever you have a concept of Zichroinus and Shoifreis, whether it is in the literal sense that you're blowing Shoifre and you're being remembered in front of Hashem, or you're saying Psukim, of Zechroinus and Shoifreis, you always need to combine along with that a concept of Malchius. 
And that's why Rashi doesn't say Psuke Zechroinis and Psuke Shoifres as he did in Parsha Samoyed. He just says Zechroinis and Shoifres. Because in this case, we're not speaking about saying Psukim of Zechroinis and Shoifres. But again, as said before, what Rashi is telling us is whenever you have a concept of blowing Shoifer and being remembered in front of Hashem, you also need to include with that a concept of Malchus, like in our Pasuk, that it adds, Ani Hashem Alekeichem, Hashem is our King. To put it slightly in other words. Rashi also understands the Pasuk in the literal sense. And that's why Rashi doesn't have to explain it. Meaning to say that we're just speaking about blowing shoifer. We're not speaking about doing something else of saying psukim or anything like that. And by blowing shoifer through that, you will be remembered. And just like in the previous passage, when I was speaking about in the war, it said, you will blow the trumpets and through that you will be remembered and you'll be saved from the enemies. Ah, if that's the case, so why does it now say, Ani Hashem Eloikeichem? Ah, that's what Rashi says. This is teaching us that when you have the, this concept of blowing shoifer and being remembered, you also need to have Ani Hashem Eloikeichem, um, the idea of the, remembering that Hashem is our Melech. Says the Rebbe, that a Talmud that's extra clever could ask, why does Rashi go in the order of Malchios, then Zechroinos, and then Shoifros? And in Davening, we also have it like that, Malchius, Zechroinus, and Shoifris. But in our Pasuk, the Pasuk actually is in the order of, as we said before, Skatam, first we have Shoifris, and then you'll be remembered the Zechroinus, and then we're finishing off with Malchius. This is why Rashi adds the Vechulu. What he's referring to is what the Sefri says further. And the Sefri says like this, Imkei Maro Chachamim. What's the reason the Chachamim put Malchius first, and then Zechroinis, and then Shoifrois? To tell us, Hamlicheyu, first you have to make Hashem king. And then you have to ask Hashem for mercy in order to be remembered in front of him. Ubaman, how do you do it? Through Shoifar. So the med, so the Sefri does give us a particular reason why the order is different. And therefore, when Rashi brings the Din, he also brings it in this particular order. However, there's no need for Rashi to explain all of this in Pshutish Mikra because it's not a question on the Pasuk and the Pshat in the Pasuk. Rashi is just bringing the order the way it says. And therefore, Rashi is just hinting it with this Vechulu. The Rebbe says, this will all be Geshmak. Um, this specific order over here. Regarding the union of Malchi, Zechroinus, and Shoifrois, because to explain the Chsidis, based on Kabbalah, that Shoifrois is the level of Bina. Zechroinus is the level of Zor, referring to the Midois. Chesed word to Ferris, and that's a Choyd Yesoid. Malchius is referring to the sphere of Malchus. So therefore, the Rebbe says like this, in Torah, which Torah generally is going from the highest to the lowest, so the order is in this particular order. First, Shoifres, which is Bina, and then Zechroinus, which is the Midois, and then Malchus. However, the Seder avoid of a person, which is usually we usually go from the lowest level, climbing higher and higher, and therefore in Davening, our Seder is first Malchus, and then Zechroinus, and then Shoifres, meaning in the Sphiris, this is first Malchus, and then Zah, and then Bina. Says the Rebbe, to explain these Psukim in the Avoid the Ruchnis of each and every person, the Pasuk says, Kisavoyu Mulchamu, when you go out to war, this is a hint for the Mulchem Mesodim, the person's fight with his Yetzirah, which is a constant thing. He is the one, Atzar Hatzoyer Eschem, as the Pasuk describes him, describes the enemy as the oppressor that's oppressing you. There's no greater oppressor than the Yetzirah. 
especially when it comes to time of davening, which the Zoyar teaches us that the time of davening is a time of battle, a time of war. The Yetzirah comes to fight the person, trying to confuse it with Machshav Zoris, etc., so the Pasuk teaches us that the Eitzah had to win this war. Blow your trumpets. In Avoid the Sodom, this is Avoid of Lev Nishbar of a broken heart. Of Bitu Vachna, feeling subdued, begging the Eibishter to have Rachmanus, to have compassion on our souls, to save it from the turbulent waters. And through this, by begging and screaming out to Hashem, you'll be remembered and saved from your enemies. A person might think to himself, yes, this avoid is necessary in the beginning of the avoider, when his Yetzirah is strong in overcoming him. But once he won the war, he was saved from his enemies. He's serving the Abishta already now with a geschmack and with his intellect and so on. Maybe he doesn't need so much of this bitul in the hachno. So the Pasuk says, on a day of your rejoicing, when you won the war, Need a blow means even after you were victorious, when you're bringing the carbonis, a carbon is about becoming closer, carbon carbonis from the word of Kiruv, getting closer to Hashem. You still need to have still this avoid of Uskat and blowing those trumpets, meaning to say that you also have to have now this avoid of bitul and hachna, feeling the bitul and being subdued to Hashem. And regarding the avoid of Karbonois, the Pasik tells us clearly that the Seder is first Aloiloi Seichem and then Valzivkeshamechem. Meaning to say the first thing one needs to bring is a carbon oilo which goes completely up to Hashem. In the avoid of the person, this is that the person is is completely, completely, absolutely bottled to Hashem. Then and only then comes the carbon shlomim, meaning the avoido, where you're getting close to Hashem, also with your understanding with your intellect, similar to a carbon shlomim, where the owner of the carbon is also having some sort of benefit out of it. The Rebbe says in a more general way, the carbon oil is similar to avoid of tefillah, where the person is going up and completely becoming one with Hashem. The carbon shlomim, which is also eaten by the owner, this is similar to the avoid of the person while he's involved in his occupations and business throughout the day, where we have kol So the Pasuk is giving us the order of how it has to be, that first there needs to be the carbon oil, that avoid of the davening becoming completely one with Hashem, and only then the carbon shlomim person is not allowed to be involved in his personal business before davening. And Rashi emphasizes even more by saying, the carbon sibur that even when you're having the avoid this and bitl to the abishter, you can't be by yourself. Rather, you have to include yourself with the tzibur. And all dafka, the tefillah of the tzibur, of the rabbim, is much more accepted by Hashem.